section four of the mabinogen volume two by anonymous translated by charlotte guest this librivox recording is in the public domain kilwich and alwyn or the twerch with part one kilith the son of prince caliphon desired a wife as a helpmate and the wife that he chose was goluthith the daughter of prince anloth and after their union the people put up prayers that they might have an heir and they had a son through the prayers of the people from the time of her pregnancy goluthith became wild and wandered about without habitation but when her delivery was at hand her reason came back to her then she went to a mountain where there was a swineherd keeping a herd of swine and through fear of the swine the queen was delivered and the swineherd took the boy and brought him to the palace and he was christened and they called him kilwich because he had been found in a swine's burrow nevertheless the boy was of gentle lineage and cousin unto arthur and they put him out to nurse after this the boy's mother goluthith the daughter of prince anloth fell sick then she called her husband unto her and said to him of this sickness i shall die and thou wilt take another wife now wives are the gift of the lord but it would be wrong for thee to harm thy son therefore i charge thee that thou take not a wife until thou see a briar with two blossoms upon my grave and this he promised her then she besought him to dress her grave every year that nothing might grow thereon so the queen died now the king sent an attendant every morning to see if anything were growing upon the grave and at the end of the seventh year the master neglected that which he had promised to the queen one day the king went to hunt and he rode to the place of burial to see the grave and to know if it were time that he should take a wife and the king saw the briar and when he saw it the king took counsel where he should find a wife said one of his counsellors i know a wife that will suit thee well and she is the wife of king dogged and they resolved to go to seek her and they slew the king and brought away his wife and one daughter that she had along with her and they conquered the king's lands on a certain day as the lady walked abroad she came to the house of an old crone that dwelt in the town and that had no tooth in her head and the queen said to her old woman tell me that which i shall ask thee for the love of heaven where are the children of the man who has carried me away by violence said the crone he has not children said the queen woe is me that i should have come to one who is childless then said the hag thou needest not lament on account of that for there is a prediction that he shall have an heir by thee and by none other moreover be not sorrowful for he has one son the lady returned home with joy and she asked her consort wherefore hast thou concealed thy children from me the king said i will do so no longer and he sent messengers for his son and he was brought to the court his stepmother said unto him it were well for thee to have a wife and i have a daughter who is sought of every man of renown in the world i am not yet of an age to wed answered the youth 
then said she unto him i declare to thee that it is thy destiny not to be suited with a wife until thou obtain alwyn the daughter of ispathaden penkawar and the youth blushed and the love of the maiden diffused itself through all his frame although he had never seen her and his father inquired of him what has come over thee my son and what aileth thee my stepmother has declared to me that i shall never have a wife until i obtain alwyn the daughter of ispathaden penkawar that will be easy for thee answered his father arthur is thy cousin go therefore unto arthur to cut thy hair and ask this of him as a boon and the youth pricked forth upon a steed with head dapple gray a four winters old firm of limb with shell-formed hoofs having a bridle of linked gold on his head and upon him a saddle of costly gold and in the youth's hand were two spears of silver sharp well-tempered headed with steel three ells in length of an edge to wound the wind and cause blood to flow and swifter than the fall of the dewdrop from the blade of reed grass upon the earth when the dew of june is at the heaviest a gold-hilted sword was upon his thigh the blade of which was of gold bearing a cross of inlaid gold of the hue of the lightning of heaven his war-horn was of ivory before him were two brindled white-breasted greyhounds having strong collars of rubies about their necks reaching from the shoulder to the ear and the one that was on the left side bounded across to the right side and the one on the right to the left and like two sea swallows sported around him and his courser cast up four sods with his four hoofs like four swallows in the air about his head now above now below about him was a four-cornered cloth of purple and an apple of gold was at each corner and every one of the apples was of the value of an hundred kind and there was precious gold of the value of three hundred kind upon his shoes and upon his stirrups from his knee to the tip of his toe and the blade of grass bent not beneath him so light was his courser's tread as he journeyed towards the gate of arthur's palace spoke the youth is there a porter there is and if thou holdest not thy peace small will be thy welcome i am arthur's porter every first day of january and during every other part of the year but this the office is filled by juan daw and go gigwick and leskenim and penpingian who goes upon his head to save his feet neither towards the sky nor towards the earth but like a rolling stone upon the floor of the court open the portal i will not open it wherefore not the knife is in the meat and the drink is in the horn and there is revelry in arthur's hall and none may enter therein but the son of a king of a privileged country or a craftsman bringing his craft but there will be refreshment for thy dogs and for thy horses and for thee there will be collops cooked and peppered and luscious wine and mirthful songs and food for fifty men shall be brought unto thee in the guest-chamber where the stranger and the sons of other countries eat who come not unto the precincts of the palace of arthur thou wilt fare no worse there than thou wouldest with arthur in the court a lady shall smooth thy couch and shall lull thee with songs and early to-morrow morning when the gate is open for the multitude that came hither to-day for thee shall it be opened first and thou mayest sit in the place that thou shalt choose in arthur's hall from the upper end to the lower 
said the youth that will i not do if thou openest the gate it is well if thou dost not open it i will bring disgrace upon thy lord and evil report upon thee and i will set up three shouts at this very gate than which none were ever more deadly from the top of pengwad in cornwall to the bottom of dinsaw in the north and to esgair orville in ireland and all the women in this palace that are pregnant shall lose their offspring and such as are not pregnant their hearts shall be turned by illness so that they shall never bear children from this day forward what clamour soever thou mayest make said glulwid gavilvar against the laws of arthur's palace shalt thou not enter therein until i first go and speak with arthur then glulwid went into the hall and arthur said to him hast thou news from the gate half of my life is past and half of thine i was heretofore in karsa and asa in sag and salag in lotor and fotor and i have been heretofore in india the great and india the lesser and i was in the battle of daur inner when the twelve hostages were brought from lichlin and i have also been in europe and in africa and in the islands of corsica and in car berthwich and berthach and berthach and i was present when formerly thou didst slay the family of clis the son of Marin, and when thou didst slay mildew the son of ducum and when thou didst conquer greece in the east and i have been in car f and aneth and in car nevin her nine supreme sovereigns handsome men saw we there but never did i behold a man of equal dignity with him who is now at the door of the portal then said arthur if walking thou didst enter in here return thou running and every one that beholds the light and every one that opens and shuts the eye let him show him respect and serve him some with gold-mounted drinking horns others with collops cooked and peppered until food and drink can be prepared for him it is unbecoming to keep such a man as thou sayest he is in the wind and the rain said kai by the hand of my friend if thou wouldest follow my counsel thou wouldest not break through the laws of the court because of him not so blessed kai it is an honour to us to be resorted to and the greater our courtesy the greater will be our renown and our fame and our glory and glulwid came to the gate and opened the gate before him and although all dismounted upon the horse-block at the gate yet did he not dismount but he rode in upon his charger then said kilwich greeting be unto thee sovereign ruler of this island and be this greeting no less unto the lowest than unto the highest and be it equally unto thy guests and thy warriors and thy chieftains let all partake of it as completely as thyself and complete be thy favour and thy fame and thy glory throughout all this island greeting unto thee also said arthur sit thou between two of my warriors and thou shalt have minstrels before thee and thou shalt enjoy the privileges of a king born to a throne as long as thou remainest here and when i dispense my presence to the visitors and strangers in this court they shall be in thy hand as at my commencing said the youth i came not here to consume meat and drink but if i obtain the boon that i seek i will requite it thee and extol thee and if i have it not i will bear forth thy dispraise to the four quarters of the world as far as thy renown has extended then said arthur since thou wilt not remain here chieftain thou shalt receive the boon whatsoever thy tongue may name 
as far as the wind dries and the rain moistens and the sun revolves and the sea encircles and the earth extends save only my ship and my mantle and kala de Vilwich, my sword and wango mayant my lance and wineb gwer Vucher, my shield and karn wenhau my dagger and gwen wai bar my wife by the truth of heaven thou shalt have it cheerfully name what thou wilt i would that thou bless my hair that shall be granted thee and arthur took a golden comb and scissors whereof the loops were of silver and he combed his hair and arthur inquired of him who he was for my heart warms unto thee and i know that thou art come of my blood tell me therefore who thou art i will tell thee said the youth i am kilwich the son of kilith the son of prince kilathon by guluvith my mother the daughter of prince Angloth. that is true said arthur thou art my cousin whatsoever boon thou mayest ask thou shalt receive be it what it may that thy tongue shall name pledge the truth of heaven and the faith of thy kingdom thereof i pledge it thee gladly i crave of thee then that thou obtain for me alwyn the daughter of ispathodem penkar and this boon i likewise seek at the hands of thy warriors i seek it from kai and bedwar and gribdal galdonad and gwythur the son of gribdal and grib the son of eri and kinfilig gwybarwid with and tethal twalgolu and maelwis the son of bathon and quichur the son of ness and kubert the son of dare and perkos the son of pak and luber buthach and corval burbach and gwyn the son of nud and edern the son of nud and godwi the son of geraint and prince biffel thurfam and ruan peber the son of dorath and broadwin the son of morin minnach and morin minnach himself and daldav the son of kimin kav and the son of alan vivid and the sons of sidi and the son of guirun and uch turd and ardwad kad and kin was kervagal and kurgurhire and gwartha kvas and esperi evengath and galkoit govinnat and duach and grothach and nerthach the sons of guarthar kervach these men came forth from the confines of hell and killith canhaster and canaster kalaw and kors canterwin and eskir coolwich govin khan and trustwern hayarn and gluwid gavilvar and loch lawinnikyak and on was antinaryak and sinach the son of scythbed and gwin win win the son of na and bed the son of scythbed and gobrier the son of echel bored with twill and echel bored with twill himself and male the son of roycal and dadweir dalpen and garwili the son of gwerthwakwer and gwerthwakwer himself and gormont the son of ricca and benne the son of tir gwad and digon the son of alar and seleth the son of smoit and gusk the son of afu and nerth the son of kadarn and wedwes the son of trithon 
and towards the son of pereth and towards the son of anwas and iona king of france and sel the son of selgi and terager the son of ion and sullen the son of ion and brodwin the son of ion and morin the son of ion and sawan the son of ion and kadak the son of ion they were men of care dethal of arthur's kindred on his father's side dermig the son of Caw, and justic the son of Caw, and etmic the son of Caw, and angwad the son of Caw, and auvan the son of Caw, and kellan the son of Caw, and conan the son of Caw, and mogsant the son of Caw, and gingad the son of Caw, and libur the son of Caw, and koth the son of Caw, and melech the son of Caw, and ginwas the son of Caw, and ardwit the son of Caw, and egerwin the son of Caw, and neb the son of Caw, and gildert the son of Caw, and calchas the son of Caw, and huel the son of Caw he never yet made a request at the hand of any lord and samson vinsich and talison the chief of the bards and mama withan the son of lur and larry the son of prince kunsnar and isperni the son of Thelagant, king of armorica and saranhan the son of glithwer and laur ilur and ani aniwak the son of men the son of Girgwath, and gwyn the son of nirwerver and flam the son of nirwerver and geraint the son of urban and ermid the son of urban and bivil the son of ermid and gwyn the son of ermin ermid and kindwarn the son of ermid and helvide olin and idan var bidric and ridwan auri and gormat the son of ricca arthur's brother by his mother's side the penhivneb of cornwall was his father and lonrothbed barrock and nodal bareth twert and berth the son of cado and widewin the son of beli and iskaban hyle and iskawin the son of panan and vorvan the son of tegid no one struck him in the battle of kamlan by reason of his ugliness all thought he was an auxiliary devil hair had he upon him like the hair of a stag and sand the bird angel no one touched him with a spear in the battle of kamlan because of his beauty all thought he was a ministering angel and kenwell sant the third man that escaped from the battle of kamlan and he was the last who parted from arthur on hengrone his horse and urch trig the son of aram and us the son of aram and henwas idenog the son of aram and hen bedester the son of aram sigilly and sigilly yaiskan drode son of aram unto these three men belong these three qualities with him bedester there was not any one who could keep pace either on horseback or on foot with henwas idenog no four-footed beast could run the distance of an acre much less could it go beyond it and as to skilty iska on dread when he intended to go upon a message for his lord he never sought to find the path but knowing whither he was to go if his way lay through a wood he went along the tops of the trees during his whole life a blade of reed grass bent not beneath his feet much less did one ever break so lightly did he tread tithi hen the son of gwyn han his dominions were swallowed up by the sea and he himself hardly escaped and he came to arthur and his knife had this peculiarity that from the time that he came there no haft would ever remain upon it and owing to this a sickness came over him and he pined away during the remainder of his life and of this he died and Carnether, the son of gaun yan hen and gwen wen wen the son of nav gesidin arthur's champion and les god drud and gwerdbathu hen 
uncles unto arthur were they his mother's brothers cull vanna the son of gorion and len withal from the headland of ganion and div in wall and dunar king of the north tur non twif bliant and tegvan gloth and tegi talgolog girdenal the son of ebrii and morgant hail gwistil the son of run the son of rython and lithu the son of nithon and gwirdri the son of lithu when up the wai the daughter of Kaw, was his mother hewell his uncle stabbed him and hatred was between hewell and arthur because of the wound drem the son of dremid dead when the gnat arose in the morning with the sun he could see it from gellywick in cornwall as far off as penlathion in north britain and ideal the son of ner and glith the thin sayer who constructed ehan gwen arthur's hall kenner kynbarvach when he was told he had a son born he said to his wife damsel if thy son be mine his heart will be always cold and there will be no warmth in his hands and he will have another peculiarity if he is my son he will always be stubborn and he will have another peculiarity when he carries a burden whether it be large or small no one will be able to see it either before him or at his back and he will have another peculiarity no one will be able to resist water and fire so well as he will and he will have another peculiarity there will never be a servant or an officer equal to him henwas and henwinneb an old companion to arthur wall goik another when he came to a town though there were three hundred houses in it if he wanted anything he would not let sleep come to the eyes of any one whilst he remained there berwin the son of garinher and paris king of france and osla Gualabar, who bore a short broad dagger when arthur and his host came before a torrent they would seek for a narrow place where they might pass the water and would lay the sheathed dagger across the torrent and it would form a bridge sufficient for the armies of the three islands of britain and of the three islands adjacent with their spoil Gwythog, the son of menester who slew kai and whom arthur slew together with his brothers to revenge kai garinwin the son of kai and amran the son of bedwer and eli amr and ru ravud dryrus and run rudvern and eli and trochmer arthur's chief huntsmen and lurthu the son of kelcud and hunnabai the son of gurion and gwyn godriabaron and gwir darthar and gwir the son of cadel the son of talayant and gwir gurherd and wir and wir palidur her the uncles of arthur the brothers of his mother the sons of lich la winog from behind the raging sea then leog whittle and otter chog pridane cas the son of sidi gwavon gwalt of win and gwil lenin the king of france and gritwart the son of ed king of ireland garslit whittle punnar pen bagad and fludor the son of nob gwyn hyvar mare of cornwall and devon the knife man that rallied the battle of camlon kelly and cooley and gilla coasts hid he would clear three hundred acres at one bound the cheap leaper of ireland was he sol and guadin osel and guadin odieth sol could stand all day upon one foot guadin osel if he stood upon the top of the highest mountain in the world 
it would become a level plain under his feet guadin odieth the soles of his feet emitted sparks of fire when they struck upon things hard like the heated mass when drawn out of the forge he cleared the way for arthur when he came to any stoppage hiram and hiratrim the day they went on a visit three cantreves provided for their entertainment and they feasted until noon and drank until night when they went to sleep and then they devoured the heads of the vermin through hunger as if they had never eaten anything when they made a visit they left neither the fat nor the lean neither the hot nor the cold the sour nor the sweet the fresh nor the salt boiled nor the raw huarwar the son of aflan who asked arthur such a boon as would satisfy him it was the third great plague of cornwall when he received it none could get a smile from him but when he was satisfied Gwar, Gwar, Gwalt, Urin, the two cubs of gast rimi gwithrud and gwithnu ostris sigan the son of signa dith who would suck up the sea on which were three hundred ships so as to leave nothing but a dry strand he was broad-chested rockham rye the attendant of arthur whatever barn he was shown were there the produce of thirty ploughs within it he would strike it with an iron flail until the rafters the beams and the boards were no better than the small oats in the mow upon the floor of the barn diggy fwing and aneth thy dog and her idol and her amru they were two attendants of arthur and greville the son of westdod on the day that he was sad he would let one of his lips drop below his waist while he turned up the other like a cap upon his head ouch trid vareth draws who spread his red untrimmed beard over the eight-and-forty rafters which were in arthur's hall illidur trevar wid iskurdav and iskudith two attendants of gwen wyvar were they their feet were swift as their thoughts when bearing a message burst the son of brisdach from the hill of the black fernbrake in north britain and grudlin gore bewilch and Kerfilch and selfwich the sons of cledif kelfwich the grandsons of cledif diffwich their three shields were three gleaming glitterers their three spears were three pointed piercers their three swords were three griding gashes glass glassic and glissad their three dogs call kual and cabal their three horses her thud and their fifth thud and lid with white thurg their three wives ak and garum and diaspad their three grandchildren luched and nevid and icywed their three daughters durg gwath and gwath thav all their three handmaids ehu bird the daughter of gift wilch gorusquirm the daughter of nerth ewe don the daughter of kin belm kudod pwil the half man dwin diestikum ben I later the son of pen lar kau kain nadur the son of hedwin talar yan sal ben uchul gwalch mai the son of gwar gwal havit the son of gwar gwaiher gwas fod to whom all tongues were known and geth crown the priest clus the son of clus vinad though he were buried seven cubits beneath the earth he would hear the ant fifty miles off rise from her nest in the morning Meder, the son of Methredith, from Gellywick, he could in a twinkling shoot the wren through the two legs upon Estir Orville in Ireland. Gwyron, Lily, God, Koth, who would cut a haw from the eye of the gnat without hurting him. Oh, the son of Old Wyth, seven years before he was born, his father's swine 
were carried off and when he grew up a man he tracked the swine and brought them back in seven herds bedwini the bishop who blessed arthur's meat and drink for the sake of the golden-chained daughters of this island for the sake of gwen wybar its chief lady and gwen wybach her sister and rothew the only daughter of clemenhill and rella mon the daughter of kai and tanwen the daughter of gwer dotherwenethog gwen alarch the daughter of kinwill canwich unite the daughter of clindo iden unoch the daughter of bedwer imridereg the daughter of tudlathar gwen willetter the daughter of gwen letter kebach ether did nid the daughter of trifin irowen the daughter of gwen dolvin gore teleri the daughter of pool indeg the daughter of garvi her morvid the daughter of urin regid gwen nilian deg the majestic maiden cred the liad the daughter of ludlaw errant she was the most splendid maiden in the three islands of the mighty and in the three islands adjacent and for her with her the son of gwydal and gwyn the son of nud fight every first of may until the day of doom el lu the daughter of neolkin krog she lived three ages esilt linwin and esilt lingle and all these did kill which son of killlith adjure to obtain his boon then said arthur o chieftain i have never heard of the maiden of whom thou speakest nor of her kindred but i will gladly send messengers in search of her give me time to seek her and the youth said i will willingly grant from this night to that at the end of the year to do so then arthur sent messengers to every land within his dominions to seek for the maiden and at the end of the year arthur's messengers returned without having gained any knowledge or intelligence concerning alwyn more than on the first day then said kilwich every one has received his boon and i yet lack mine i will depart and bear away thy honour with me then said kai rash chieftain dost thou reproach arthur go with us and we will not part until thou dost either confess that the maiden exists not in the world or until we obtain her thereupon kai rose up kai had this peculiarity that his breath lasted nine nights and nine days under water and he could exist nine nights and nine days without sleep a wound from kai's sword no physician could heal very subtle was kai when it pleased him he could render himself as tall as the highest tree in the forest and he had another peculiarity so great was the heat of his nature that when it rained hardest whatever he carried remained dry for a hand-breadth above and a hand-breadth below his hand and when his companions were coldest it was to them as fuel with which to light their fire and arthur called bedwer who never shrank from any enterprise upon which kai was bound none were equal to him in swiftness throughout this island except arthur and urch isle kibthar and although he was one-handed three warriors could not shed blood faster than he on the field of battle another property he had his lance would produce a wound equal to those of nine opposing lances and arthur called to kin Thelig, the guide go thou upon this expedition with the chieftain for as good a guide was he in a land which he had never seen as he was in his own he called gerwer stot eith because he knew all tongues he called Walchmai, the son of gwar because he never returned home without achieving the adventure of which he went in quest he was the best of footmen and the best of knights he was nephew to arthur the son of his sister and his cousin 
and arthur called menwa the son of tirgweth in order that if they went into a savage country he might cast a charm and an illusion over them so that none might see them whilst they could see every one end of kilwich and alwyn or the twerch with part one